HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This program is brought to you by Juul, sous vide by Chef Steps. Juul takes the guesswork out of cooking. Learn more at chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E. I'm HRN's Communications Director, Kat Johnson, with a preview of this week's episode of Meat in Three. I, I think we should realize that we more or less have a broken food system. When 800 million of us go to bed hungry, uh, 600 million are obese, uh, we waste 30% of our food, then something is fundamentally wrong. We'll introduce you to one food waste solution happening in Asia. They introduced this system where residents were issued an electronic ID card that would open an automated bin and enable them to weigh the food waste being dropped off. And then they would be charged, you know, in a certain amount of money yep. for the weight of that food. And we'll take a look at some of the real struggles happening closer to home. How is it possible that a meal that was perfectly fine to consume at 10.59 p.m. then becomes waste at 11 p.m.? So tune in to this week's Meet and 3 on Heritage Radio Network, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther T. Hey, Souther. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. It is so great. chill, man. It is so chill. So chill. Yes. <laughs> some traveling under our belts. Yeah, uh, some some southern states for me. Some California for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of big sur. Turn that stuff off. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else uh, yeah, man. Yeah, that's it. Uh, everything's been pretty chill. Just traveling a bunch, and yeah, it's good to see you. Good to be back in New York. Yeah, man. Um, we're actually doing a. Uh, we're we're not in the studio today. That's right. So we're kind of traveling too. Yeah. Uh, though we're here in the city, we're not at the studio where we normally are. Um, and our guests are definitely traveling, That's all the way from the little Isle of Puerto Rico, uh, from a bar called uh, La Penultima. That's right. Oh, sorry. That's right. Stephen, Chris, and Penelope, right? Penelope, That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Welcome, team. Um, Thanks. Thank glad you, to be here. Uh, what are you guys doing in town? We were coming up here uh, for a, uh, a little pop-up at Leyenda. Um, Penelope Hi. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we used to work at Leyenda, and um, 
Yeah, I, uh, part of the opening had, team, right? Part of the opening team, and uh, we we had Ivy come and do a a little pop up herself. So yeah, she we had a great guest shift a couple uh, months back. Absolutely, yeah. do a little trade and uh, show uh, show Puerto Rico, show Penultima some love, and just rock the night, get some people in, and um, exactly We're coming up on the one year anniversary of that hurricane. It's just kind of like gonna throw some donkey cocktails, like. Just represent Puerto Rico and, you know, just have a good time tomorrow. Yep. It's a little bit of a homecoming for you, too, right yeah. now, Pete? It's been a year since I've been back to New York, and I lived here for 10 years. And it's a wow. little... It's overwhelming. It's melancholic, actually. It's <laughs> lots of changes so in wait, the city. So does that mean you moved down right before the storm? Technically, I moved to Puerto Rico a year ago in May. Okay. And then, you know, a few months after, Maria happened. So... I lived through all of that. Yeah, of course. And uh, I, I worked for a, for a little bit at uh, Factoria and Jungle Bird, uh-huh. bars in Puerto Rico, and then happily stumbled into this magical place, uh, Penultima, <laughs> this uh, oasis, I call it, of uh, awesome. Post Maria. Yeah, it's... It really... The storm really changed our bar. And it, changed it changed everything. changed everything, yeah. Really. Uh, but somehow we persevered. I mean, we have a really amazing team, and we had a lot of resources at our disposal. Uh, a generator, luckily, that we were able to wire up, and we our, the bar transformed. We were about a year old when the storm hit, and uh, uh, we kind of became a community center. At first, we were a very industry-focused bar, really late nights. Yeah, we went open till six p.m. and you know, just very industry-focused, like know more elevated cocktail program but yeah then, it was a lot it yeah. was a lot of like an after hours joint for a lot of other bartenders and people cooks it's most of our friends down there so mm-hmm. uh but after the storm hit every like everything changed you know we we basically just we all flocked to the bar like everybody did all the employees and because fortunately we, we still had running water and miraculously our wi-fi still worked yeah that was wow. a big thing <laughs> yeah I mean, also historically you yeah. know bars are public houses they're the place you go when have nowhere else to go and I assume a lot of people had nowhere else to go absolutely it's a sure. place I go when I have other places to go yeah <laughs> that's true too and also again if you had power and Wi-Fi I'm certain you were a, kind of a beacon oh because there were I'm sure there were a lot of people yeah. who like families like their yeah. families were wanting to get in you know, contact with sure. them, make sure they're okay. So like, yeah, no, it was, and that was the big thing. I'm sure thing. people were probably sharing. Well, you know, it was, it was a week after the storm. The governor couldn't even talk to seven of the town's mayors. So for us to have fiber optic internet that worked, you know, we were directly across the street from the hub. That's the only reason we had internet because that one cable didn't fall down. Yep, and the radios. One of the radio stations was like, if you need to get in touch with your friends and family. This is a place to go, which happens to be right yeah. across the street from Penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had internet while everybody was just getting in touch, and everybody could actually work too. You know, people that sure. either work remotely or needed their computers, they had access to internet and yeah. access to a charging station uh, in the bar. I wired the bar in so the outlets on the exterior of the bar still works so people just would could charge things i mean even medical devices i mean that's, yeah we, we were charging people's like wheelchairs and shit it yeah. was crazy yeah that's wow. tremendous yeah. Uh, when we had sandy here in new york uh-huh. and, mm-hmm. and all of lower manhattan was in the dark for a week mm-hmm. yeah we were walking up to 20th street so they could plug in their phone yep. mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's it's great that it's so it your place of a bar that already is a gathering place yeah like a real community center and gathering place during a time of crisis right and that changed your evolution what we couldn't even sell alcohol about, afterwards. It was 10 days without any alcohol, too. So it was really just that. 
place where people are like get on the internet and let people know they're okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a dry law usually. There was a there's a dry there was a dry law in effect for ten days after the storm. Mm-hmm. So people had cabin like, fever. They need to get it. It was go it was out. hash browns and drinkable water. You know, <laughs> we were that filled was enough. Room. Yeah. What was, was there? What was the dry law about? Like. Just to keep people off the streets, keep people sober, like things were dangerous. There's yeah. a lot of flooding. No power, so no street lights. You yeah. know, the government basically didn't want people going out getting drunk. And what's the first thing you want to do after a, a traumatic, you know, experience? <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm gonna fucking pound some shots and you know have some beers, but. Yeah. You know? And when you don't have, you know, when you don't have clean drinking water, a beer is high, a form yeah. of hydration, especially yeah. a Medaya. Medaya or local, like three percent alcohol beer, yeah, yeah, drink those all day. Well, sure. I mean, yeah. and, you know, the whole world went through the, the phase of where water was definitely yeah. more dangerous than beer. Yep. Uh, so you drank beer yeah. instead of water. Must be real. Like we didn't sell beer, but people were drinking plenty. Story. <laughs> yeah. Like, we couldn't sell it, but we, people were drinking it. So you were describing that you were kind of a late night, more industry focused, yeah, yeah. quote unquote, serious bar or, or, or serious program. I think you said what what changed after the storm? It's more. I think it's more. We we became a neighborhood bar. You know, we right. met our neighbors. You know, a lot of people maybe never came in. We opened really low key. Didn't really have a sign for the first few months. Right. But it's but uh, we met all of our neighbors, and uh, now we we continue to be open during the daytime too, which is a big thing. We right. now open at 11 o'clock right. as opposed to 6 o'clock. So we're there for lunch. And we're just, these neighbors that we met during the storm, they keep coming in. There's we an, kept the hours. We kept right. the hours. There's, there's, there's this uh, senior living facility across the street. And <laughs> now, now we taught them to love daiquiris. And it's, it's kind of amazing, <laughs> yeah. you know? That's amazing. Yeah, when we opened the bar, I was so worried about the senior living center. I thought we were going to get noise complaints, calls all the time. But they love us they now. Loved it us. Became, <laughs> they loved us. became a fixture. And, they, you know, they, we they were able to keep their insulin cold. Yeah, they came for you know? ice to keep their wow. insulin. Yeah. <laughs> so it so changed the bar, and yeah, it's, it's a community. We're still, like, we still really care about the cocktails we serve and everything. Yeah, like, of course. You know, but, like, it just it opened the doors to all sorts of different kinds of people, and it's made it that much more enjoyable, dynamic, and exciting just to, like, see the people that come in there. You have, like, you know, people who are on senior assisted living drinking, like, you know, like light beers over ice with a straw next to like, you know, <laughs> 20 something hipsters doing, you know, cocktails and shots or whatever. And it's just, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Really. It's really, it's really a cool scene. Yeah. And it's a, it's a craft cocktail bar with, you know, food, good food, good bar food. Yeah. Also uh, draft beer, Thank a little wine, yeah. but you know, we, we are high volume right now. It yeah. is busy, but yeah, and when it, it gets true. busy, it's uh it's, it's a really, uh, gets intense. It's a it's a big bar to run through and like make you know, fifty sixty cocktails in like a course of an hour. So uh, we we get a we get a influx of people coming in and it's great. Like and you you'd mentioned before that it's kind of like obviously it's like kind of the community center. Like it's like the place that was like essential for everyone to go and hang out and like seek refuge and like charge their phones and you know charge their wheelchairs and stuff like that what i'm trying to like get my head around like is it is it the same with like uh like you said it's an industry place how many places are like is it in an area of town where there's like a yes. huge concentration of bars and restaurants yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. it's not really in a t- more touristy area it's it's in the neighborhoods of santorce but yeah. around the corner from us is this area called la placita which is kind of a bigger nightlife area it's, there's a lot of live music out there mm-hmm. there's a little like market where we buy most of our limes and pineapples and whatever you know local fruit we can find there but in the night kind of transforms into like a 
you know, it's like the salsa industry, people walking around, but we're a little bit off the corner on the, uh, from that. I'm kind of a main drag cutting through the city. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. We gotta go. We gotta visit. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Gotta absolutely. 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 Please. Yeah, the crazy part is it's, it's a three hour flight. Have you been to Puerto Rico? Yeah. I've never been. No. Me, me neither. Never and it's cheap to get out there, too. Yeah. I do, actually. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I grew up on a beach in Florida. Yeah, great. Right. Yeah. We'll take you to the west side. That's yeah. where everybody Some goes. Yeah, world class surfing on the west side. I don't, well, I don't need to. Okay, slow down. Slow Our down. listeners <laughs> don't, need to, don't, don't need to know us, but I'm in uh, no shape to surf. <laughs> like, I think I'm two foot swell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Is there totally. a white diamond area? <laughs> We're looking for black diamonds in there. Um, so what, what what prompted you to go and open in Puerto Rico in the first place? Man, I moved down there 10 years ago. That's right. Yeah, I, I, we grew up in Rockford, Illinois, which is, you know, a little west of Chicago. And uh, I'll make a long story real, real short. Basically graduated high school, didn't know what I wanted to do. Went to Guatemala, lived in Guatemala City for two years, ran out of money, back to Chicago, started working in a Mexican restaurant and for an NGO called La Voz Latina. And La Voz Latina is basically just like helping out like uh, new Mexican immigrants and Central American immigrants, hook them up with the ESL, legal help, that kind of thing. My boss at the time was Puerto Rican and I was trying to finish my education degree so I could keep working in this NGO. And then, you know, it was just like, you know, school in the States is expensive. So he's like, just go to Puerto Rico. You can get fast with Pell Grants, you can do it for, on the cheap. So I did, you know, my second two years of my bachelor in, in San Juan. Um, started doing student teaching and I hated it. I don't recommend it. <laughs> if anyone out there fucking wants to be a teacher and you love it, this, the world needs you, man. I, I was weak and I couldn't do it. So decided decided to sign for their semester well, the classes. Well, hours are long, but at least yeah. the pay is cheap. For the, for the record, Chris' Spanish is really, really good. Thank you, thank you. I love talking to Chris in Spanish. I was and talking it's a Puerto Rican Spanish, too. Hey, we'll do a Spanish language money. podcast next. Heritage yeah, can yeah, do something. Yeah. <laughs> We're overdue. Anyway, yeah, I just stand for their semester classes, took out the biggest student loan I could, withdrew from my classes, kept the money, and opened a bar. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> government-funded bar. Loans are, loans are paid off, eh? This, this, right. this, is a, this is a different bar you opened, though. Yeah. It's, La Penultima is pretty new. It's only been about two years. I opened a craft beer bar in Old San Juan first. That was back in 2010. Uh, that did really well. We grew. We moved to a new location. And then I opened a Thai restaurant about four years ago with my wife. And we're doing Thai food. Uh, it's a gin-focused bar program there. We're doing our own tonic water and stuff. Pretty simple on the cocktail side, but, you know, we've had a... We've, through the Thai restaurant, we made a lot of um, relationships with farmers in the area, too. We started getting a lot of our Thai basil, the chilies, the lemongrass, stuff that's not typical in Puerto Rican cuisine at all. And there was no Thai restaurants in the entire metro area. So we started getting this great relationship with these farmers. And that's like through that, they started bringing us like awesome local fruits like Quintembilla, which is like Puerto Rican cranberries, like really cool um, citrus, like really amazing passion fruit. And my brother would come down and spend like maybe one month a year, every year for the past ten one years with me. To four, <laughs> depending, to four. On, depending on depending on my year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was living in Chicago at the time, but yeah. bouncing back and forth and falling more and more in love, in love with Puerto, Puerto Rico Puerto. every time. And basically, yeah. even when you were opening uh, uh, La Terra Lupo, Lupo. Yeah. Uh, we were always talking about working together. I was always uncommitted. But, uh, you know, didn't really know if I had the experience and the knowledge base that it, to, to run a, a spot. None so. of us did. But we had the passion that's and, true, like, true. we just really wanted to do something cool and, like, live but, a good life. Yeah, and, but through years know. bouncing back and forth between yeah. Chicago, in Chicago, bartending here and there, and also doing some woodworking. I worked for a furniture shop, too. And we were doing bar build-outs. So I was gaining all this experience uh, doing, like, the actual construction of things. And I, 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 I got, we got to a point where yeah. we just wanted to pull the trigger and do something. We found really He's awesome. modest. He's an incredible carpenter. 
He did everything. <laughs> he spent a year in Maine learning how to build wooden boats. He built a heart from scratch. So yeah. this, if I'm gonna open a bar to anybody, it's gonna be my <laughs> little brother. We're, we're brothers. We're 18 months apart. You know, we have a we grew up with working with each other, and it was just like yeah. it was perfect. It was the, like, the relationships were set up. Let's there. Do it we, we knew all the distributors. Yeah. I had a cocktail. Uh, I'm honestly. Shout out to Dave Arnold and Cooking Issues. Listening to Cooking Issues when doing furniture was a big inspiration of why, yeah. I, thought I, could, why I thought I could do this. There's a reason he's a lot of liquid nitrogen at the bar. Yeah. And, yes. uh, thanks, Dave. <laughs> Lots of science involved at uh-huh. Empty Month. though, yeah. Yes. Yeah? Does the, prog- does the program uh, lean towards that sort of like... I'd say Absolute, so molecular. Absolutely. We have two centrifuges. I have a, a big bench top three liter swinging bucket. I've got a new, this nitrogen, all now. We use liquid uh, nitrogen. CO2. Yeah. We, carbonated. I, I'd say our, 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 our cocktails kind of shifted from being more in like techie style, like more, more, more elevated to uh, kind of a nice middle ground right now. Just after the storm, a lot, yeah, a, a big, tr- a big problem after Maria was, a lot of these local farms were destroyed. Yeah, so right. even finding local produce is still hard. So we were doing a lot of produce-centric, uh, a lot of fruit-centric cocktails, a lot of like, you know, clarified citrus and things, and like, you know, Hustinos or whatever. <laughs> oh, even coconuts haven't grown back yet. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. hard to find an yeah. avocado too. Yeah. But, so we kind of, we skirt that line, but I, I, I think very analytically when I think about cocktails, I like it. It helps me be consistent and, and keeps everyone on the same page. Mm-hmm. So. We try to. I try to use as much analy- analytical tools as possible, you know, in in crafting our our syrups, anything like that, too. Sure. Mm-hmm. I just eyeball everything, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a pro move right there. That's why it works out between Stephen and I creating cocktails, because yeah. like I start with a little base, and then he comes in with his like, you know, little background, little science background, and and it just kind of works. Like we do really work really well together yeah yeah it's been it's been a good year yeah <laughs> a good year since maria has passed so that's, that's well yeah i was gonna say i mean like oh, even God. like with the yeah. community coming together after the sermon must have like really like bonded your team you know like absolutely even even more yeah. than just you know, the community having everyone like when when you have that like call to to action you know when you're like, all right, fuck it, we're we're opening up all damn day, and people can sleep here and <laughs> charge yeah, their phones and exactly. stuff. Exactly. I mean, like, yeah. uh-huh. everybody step up in a big way, man. Too, yeah. Because like it it takes, I think in the idea of hospitality, it's like taking yourself out of a lot of the times, just taking yourself out of the equation. It's not about you; it's about like the experience, and that's like the most yeah. like selfless thing you can do is open your doors and like help people out. You know, so like mm-hmm. that really bonds the team as well. Of course, yeah. that's we, what hospitality is all about. We became you know? a family. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Regulars included. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah exactly. And that's when it's really working, right? That's when it's clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. Is when is when your guests become part of the family itself. So we'll take a quick break uh, so we can get some station identification. Uh, we'll come right back with the team from Penultima and some Puerto rum Rico. too. And some rum. Yeah. yeah. Cheers, guys. So we'll just pause for a minute and pour some rum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to try that one. Okay, great. <laughs> I want that one. Uh, highest this proof one. one you got. Bob's red bell is good. I love it, and it's delicious. And we we had it because, um, uh, well, because of Young Carlo, I already had Mancino vermouth on my bar. And then when uh, Mia Leach, and then when Mia Leach stopped by, she was like, "Oh, she goes, yeah, Mancino, we have a rum that's in the booth." And I was like, "Bring it on." She's uh, moving uh, back to Puerto Rico. Oh, she is. She is. Yeah. First, she's gonna be back down. Yeah, she's got. We're gonna be. Uh, 
San Juan Hotel. San Juan Hotel uh, bar, uh, bar beverage director. Yeah, director. yeah, yeah, for 11 yeah. different bars there. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we're super excited. I'm excited to have her. She's fun to hang out with. Yes. She's amazing. This program is brought to you by Jewel Sous Vide. My name is Katie Mosman-Wadler. I'm the executive director of HRN and a real-life Jewel user. I use Jewel to help me host the most delicious dinner parties. When you cook with Jewel, there's zero guesswork. So steak, chicken, seafood, turkey, vegetables, and eggs all come out exactly the way you like them. The Paired app is super intuitive and has a great visual dentist guide. Jewel is awesome for prepping many perfect portions, making it easy to cook for a crowd, and it's hands-free so you can focus on entertaining while Jewel does the work. And pro tip, Jewel is also great for travel. I throw mine in my suitcase if I'm headed to a rental house with any kind of uncertain kitchen. From perfect steak to juicy, tender Thanksgiving turkey, Jewel makes the best food you've ever tasted. Just be sure to save some room for mini jars of pumpkin pie. Jewel, perfect food every time. To get yours, visit chefsteps.com slash jewel and use code HRN, as in Heritage Radio Network, to get $15 off for a limited time. That's chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E, code HRN. And we are back. You're listening to The Speakeasy on heritageradionetwork.org. And we have rum now. Now we have rum. Uh, Talk to us about what you poured here, Penelope. Well, this is the Santa Ana. It's an actual uh, high-proof um, rum that comes from the family of Ron Hacienda. And they used to, they actually make uh, rum de barrilito. And they came out with this product, and it will blow your mind. Barrilito is kind of a cult favorite in the industry. And I know it's available in certain bars around New York and uh, Chicago, a couple other cities around the States. But it's, it's just this old family that has been uh, buying rum from other distilleries and aging themselves. And um, they finally came out with this overproof version that I think is really fantastic, actually. It's, it's it not, is. it doesn't taste as hot as the proof would. And as we, we were talking, like, uh, it's 138 Arito proof. As the uh, yeah, inconsistencies. 69. 138. 69. But it smells really <laughs> fresh. Yeah, it is. You, know, you like get a, a lot of vanilla on it and just and, like. Uh, weirdly, I'm getting like cucumber. Mm-hmm. Really? Crazy, am I crazy for smelling? No, yeah, that's yet. an interesting note, though. I, I mean, yet, but it just smells like wet and fresh. Yeah, I like that. So yeah. yeah, I mean, we know Barlito. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Is this was this made for the Puerto Rico market, oh or was it made for like this? Just came out on um, August 31st. It's about two weeks old okay. at the time of recording. Because I mean, like. <laughs> You know, we really like our cast strange shit here. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it seems like something that would have been made for, like... So, I mean, just you know. real quickly, Barrito, being family owned everything, that story is over now. Joaquin Bacardi, not the Bacardi Corporation, but the man himself bought a controlling stake in Barrito, and they're changing some things. They're building a big visitor center. They're expanding. Um, and they're coming out new products. So this is the first thing that comes out. The next one's going to be a three-star... Which five is, star. No, five star, sorry. Yeah, five star, but $750. They're trying to be... They, yeah, that's not... I'm not going to say... I'm not going to hate. I'm not going to hate. Yeah. Not gonna hate yeah. But I got some feelings. Yeah, because I'm told... <laughs> 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 I'm like, <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, yeah. 
But up until now, it's been like the two star or the three star, right? Correct. It's like, that's it's correct. That's all they've yeah. ever released, basically. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, it's delicious, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is delicious. Thanks. So the, the, that aroma quickly gets attacked by tons of vanilla on the palate, a little bit of toast, mm-hmm. and then just some. Oh man, stick this in a pina okay. colada. Very, You're gonna have a good afternoon. Warm. Yeah, there's a little bit of ice on the bar here. Yeah. If you guys come down to visit, we'll take this in a pina colada for you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Sure, why not? Some overproof rum? There you go. <laughs> I think that's what a uh, pina colada it. needs, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. That's what we're trying to help. Cut through all that cocoa cream action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is delightful. Thanks for bringing it. Yeah. Of course. Happy to share it with you guys. Um, yeah. It's nice we just go, we basically just drive to the. Yeah, to, to, to go to the warehouse like yeah. once a month at least and grab uh, grab the cases. <laughs> exactly. It's just nice. It's nice that we can like literally go there and we buy it right in the. In, in That's the true. We don't house, buy from a distributor. Know? We buy it directly from from the from oh, the blenders shit. themselves. Yeah. yeah, we grew. We go through a lot of it because we, yeah, uh, we do, we do this. Uh, we yeah. do this Schaefer and Barilito combo. Yeah, for yeah, five bucks. Wait, a Schaefer beer. Yeah, Schaefer beer. Schaefer beer in a ten ounce can. Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one. That's right. Okay. Right. Wait, yes. what's, what year was that? Like 1970 like, <laughs> something? Oh, Jesus, no, that was in the 60s. Maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was their slogan back then. Do you, I think we'd be interested. Google, look on YouTube for old Schaefer ads. Find some. Yeah. Find some beer. <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned that where we are. God, we should have brought this back to Schaefer. We should have brought it back to Uh huh. Damon just said we should have mentioned where we are. We're, we're not at the studio, but we're here at my bar, Blue Quarter, in uh, the East Village of New York City. Uh, just because it's the afternoon and it's quiet and, and we could use this space to set up our uh, recording equipment. Um, so Damon just said, is there a beer? <laughs> 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 of course we have beer. Now yeah. he's off behind the bar now. Uh, where he feels most comfortable. <laughs> and look, he's very speedy. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Perfect. The close, the $5 sleep. shot combo right As a now. guy who's never been behind that bar, he raced back there and got five beers pretty quick. Oh, <laughs> I, I, dude, I can sniff them out. That's something that sounds, it sounds as good uh, on the radio as this, right? That's yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Which, I, which you couldn't old. get away with now, right? Yeah. No. You, you see no, commercial no. now, and it's like twelve dudes playing volleyball, and they're sharing a six. Pack. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you can't talk about having more than one. One, maybe not even one. Well, it, it, it's a it's a very appropriate beer because of that because our bar is called La Penultima, and right, right. our bar is called that. La Penultima porque it's an old Spanish refrán that refrán is a, a saying basically that it's like you know. It, when you order your last beer from the bartender, your last drink from the bartender, bartender respond, no, es la penultima. It's the penultimate. The last one you order is the one before you die. There's always another drink to be had. Never have uh, a last beer. Yeah. <laughs> or a last drink. Yeah. We can last one tonight, but, you know, it's your penultimate. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. That reminds me kind of of the old charter, the whiskey yeah. old charter. They, their old saying was the whiskey that doesn't watch the clock. <laughs> kind of reminds me of that. Sure. Well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the whole penalty yeah. thing has like a level of optimism in it that I that I really like too. It's fun and it's and it's it's great because it's something you don't hear that much anymore. And a lot of our older guests from the 
basically the elderly center across the street. They love it because they, they remember it. that. Yeah. And then, they yeah. walk, then they walk in and find Schaefer at our bar, which used they to be the, the which used to be one of the major lot. beers yeah. of Puerto Rico. It was really? it was the best selling back in the eighties and before Budweiser oh, came down or seventies, yeah. yeah. Before Budweiser and Coors came down, so a lot of these. Like, uh, the older generation are like shocked to see it. They, they, mm-hmm. It's not really is seen around that the island. Schaefer? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they get excited. Yeah, like, it is pretty crazy. Like when excited. it goes to uh, when you go to like you know like dive bars or even like the kind of like nouveau dive bars like that are in New York City, like Skinny Dennis and Rockerola. They they're Lucky Dog. Like all those places, they you know they're really into like old like we call breweriana like uh-huh, memorabilia, uh-huh. like old signs and stuff. But like Schaefer put so much money into promoting their brand. I mean, you can find old Schaefer neon lights and signs, yeah, like lights yeah. and stuff um, everywhere. But then you never see the beer anywhere. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Isn't that crazy? It's like um, it's all uh, all, just, all the stuff is the ephemera. They, they, they spend all their money it, on though. promotion yeah. and not uh, distribution. But I feel like we're <laughs> I feel right. like we're lo- exactly. I feel like we're looping back around into those kind of things a lot. And as you said, the, the older set sees it and they get excited. I get excited when I see stuff like that too. I was at Pop Fest in Kansas City recently, and uh, I walked into many bars there have Schlitz, sure, uh, either in a can or in a bottle, and only it's one big Wisconsin around too. Only one bar in all of Kansas City has a has a right of first refusal. There's only one bar that has Schlitz on tap. Oh yeah, wow. that, was at the, that was at the Rieger with Brian cool. Levy. Oh, and they serve a frosty cold in the branded Schlitz Pilsner glasses oh, like you see in the day. Oh like, man, that's it nice. It is legitimate, and and I'm that guy too. I see these older beers, and I'm like, I gotta have that. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, of I wanna, course. I want a Hams. I want a Schlitz. It's like when you go to uh, Yankee Stadium, there there's like a a beer cart that's all like vintage beers. I'm doing air quotes right now. <laughs> like, but yes, yeah, it's, it's all it's like. Schlitz and Schaefer and like old style and like mm-hmm. Olympia. Yeah. They all taste the same, but <laughs> they look great. They feel great to hold in your hand. Yeah. You know? totally yeah, everybody calls them lawnmower beers. I call them hammock beers because I'm, <laughs> I'm not looking to fuck with that lawnmower. <laughs> you don't like mowing lawns? I'll, I'll watch you from the hammock. Have you done it as an adult? I actually know. I mean, as exactly. an adult, I've never lived anywhere with a lawn. Well, sure, the, the yeah. The thing is, like, if you mow a lawn nowadays, you hold the Budweiser. And <laughs> it's a, being of drinking age. Okay, there we go. There's the difference. Man, you will really appreciate that beer. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's yeah. it's earned. Those bits, of, those bits of grass in the, in the beer. Yeah. I had a, and you're just like, you're dripping sweat. So it's, it's kind of like salty. Salty <laughs> Dressed beer. It's, yeah, it's dry. Yeah, it's, you guys got to try the beach sometime. Yeah. It's even better at the beach. Yeah. There you go. Long tincture. Yeah, yeah. It's a montager. We can draw some grass and some, yeah, some yeah, Everclear. Yeah, scent of grass. So this is like, I mean, I know we're we're talking about your your bar being a cocktail bar, thing, but like I like, I'm just like this is the shift drink, right? You know, yeah, of like, course. This is oh, everyone's yeah. shift drink. Yeah, beer yes. and a shot. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maker at the end of the night. You we know? have we have a lot of really great restaurants that are a block away from us. Santa Aja, our friends from Beyond, Beyond. that just opened. It, the, the chef from Vianna Francis worked at Blue Hill here in New York. Hmm. They're doing some really cool stuff, and all their staff, you know, they're making the best elevated. They're making amazing food. What are they going to drink before a shift or after? They want to shift or a shot. shot. Or right in the middle. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, or right in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. I mean, like, I, I don't... I'll tell you this. When I, when yeah. I was a chef for 12 years, mm-hmm. and, you know, I worked at some very nice and refined places, and our thing, uh, and I was just reminded of this recently by my buddy Eric Castro, um, after work... All the chefs, all of us, we would go to whatever nearest dive bars, and of course we were going to have a beer and whiskey. But honestly, the first thing we would have, and honestly, you'd order it together sometimes. Yeah. First thing, vodka soda. 
Mm-hmm. I want a solvent and some bubbles to clean my palate. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We pound that vodka soda and then we move into the beer and shotgun. Relax. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. I want that cleanser first? That that, I like that. true break the palate, like an intermezzo. Cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bubbles, so that's like scrubbing mm-hmm. and solvent from the vodka. Like down she goes. I, I love serving, serving vodka sodas. <laughs> you, you know, uh, we, we've got really good. We've got a really good carbonation system, and that's, that's a hammock drink too. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah there's no shame. Yeah. Uh, Stephen here built an amazing carbonation system. It's right on tap. Comes right out of the bar. Yeah, you know, you gotta eat it soda Perrier is everything. like a big thing yeah. in Puerto Rico, and I tell them like when someone asks for like a. Perry and soda, and I'm like, well, we have a carbonated water made in-house, and I think it's better than the Perry you drink every day. It definitely has more bubbles, and that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's the selling point. Uh, yes. So you have a vodka soda on tap? Well, no, 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 just a soda on tap, and some cold vodka. Yeah, right. Yeah. Unfortunately, batching is not allowed in Puerto Rico. There's mm-hmm. a lot of really weird little rules we have to work around. Yeah. I mean, but there's also a lot of leniency uh-huh. that we can. Yeah, <laughs> it's not allowed here, no. um, but. Uh, what we've discovered here, certainly in my time, because we were the first person, first people at Amori Margo, we yeah. kegged cocktails since the day we opened, and we, we we got taken to court for it, and we battled oh, in court, really? and we wow. sort of won, which means Great. that now okay. other people can do it. Well, that was because of, uh, they were saying that it, it was emotion. something about the, the ABV, and like it was inconsistent because of the densities of the different ingredients, right? Like someone would sink. That's but then if were, it's carbonated, then exactly. due to brownie in motion, exactly. it's constantly mixing. Wow. But they yeah. didn't bite on that either. They yeah. still made us prove that we could make it move by using a magnetic stirrer. That's a, that's but crazy. because we did that, it changed yeah. the interpretation or the spirit of the law, right? The letter of the sure. law versus the spirit of the law. Because in fact, I don't know if you know this, we found this out when we were in court seven years ago. Mm. In New York, anyway. Springs and Narrows was part of this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In New York, anyway, you, uh, uh, and, you know, it's different state to state because it's you know, stupid federal law, uh, let every state choose how they want to deal with things. But in New York, you can't move any spirit from the bottle that it came in into any vessel prior mm-hmm. to the drinking vessel. Meaning, I can't put spirits in this Yari mixing glass before it goes into your glass unless I'm serving from the Yari. Everything into the vessel okay. and into a glass, that's a no-no. Oh, wow. This wow. was to protect the consumer and the maker, right? But it makes no sense today. So spirit of law versus letter of law, no one enforces that. Sure. So when we showed them that you can move this liquid inside the keg with the magnetic stirrer, and then we immediately boxed that $3,000 ordinance up and sent it back and got a refund, they don't care. <laughs> They're never going to come check again. It's just like, right, okay, we right. get it. It can be done. Right. Spirit of the law versus letter of the law. Man, I know somebody it's in San Juan who got fined $10,000 for making a pitcher of sangria. In Puerto Rico? Ah, yeah. yeah. That's considered batching so, a pitcher. Yeah. Making sangria. How else do you make sangria <laughs> without letting the, the wine and rum soak in the fruit? Like, yeah. it's just no other way to do it. Dang. Yeah, there's there's a lot of really weird things like that. I mean, yeah. there's like you got to be pretty careful. It's it's pretty easy to to buy yourself a law if you're a large company with yeah. some some money behind it. I mean, hell, the, the the small craft brewers we work with, we have uh, twelve taps, and we like to put local beers on tap. But our local beers are more expensive than anything imported because it costs two fifty five a gallon in taxes to brew beer in Puerto Rico. Not to mention the incredible utility costs and shipping to get the ingredients and. But, you know, and the government will not lower that tax. Nope. Dang. It's the highest in the U.S. D.C., wow. I think, is second at like 155 So it's a dollar more than D.C. to brew beer in Puerto Rico. Wow. So there's no breweries in Puerto Rico. But then there again, are. like, no, there, there are. are. There, yes. are. there, there are. are. There, there are good there, ones. There are some great ones. ones. I know this is not really a, a beer podcast. I own a craft beer bar, too. It's not really a beer podcast. But, yeah, there's some guys doing some really cool stuff. We were just down in uh, outside but, of Ponce. But they're having to... 
bear yeah. that brunt, and so that means they the are. cost of their goods is They're not making any money. Well, that, that is beer yeah. brewed, not beer sold, too. Right. So that is, if you All make included. it, if a batch doesn't turn out, there's, you're still paying taxes. You're still paying taxes. And if you, if you dump it, if you put it all down the drain, you're still paying that tax. So I would be fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I, well, I, I, I miss on pretty much every yeah. every batch of anything I try. Right. But for wow. every but for every like bureaucratic headache, there's some like really great things about running a bar from like the legal standpoint, just like the administrative standpoint in Puerto Rico too. There's no closing law. We could be open 24 seven if you wanted to be. Yeah, that's pretty red. Li- yep. Liquor licenses are basically <laughs> free, um, but the liquor is a lot. <laughs> it costs a lot, so it balances out though. But it makes it doable. But it allows it so anybody can kind of get the market. Anybody can kind of go open a bar there. I opened my first bar for twelve thousand dollars. You can't do that here. Twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, we opened with beach coolers, literal beach coolers with ice. That's fucking rad, man. Right. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. Yep. Yeah. And it was the first of its kind to serve craft beer. Yeah. Before we came, so. So it, it works out. <laughs> oh. that, was, that came out quickly. I mean, liquor licenses are five hundred dollars a year. Do you think there was a pour on there? It wants you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're returning. yeah. So we're the next room now, right? Yeah, we're moving to uh, Donku by Distillería Cerez. Donku. Yeah, this is so. This is the the Vincino Vermouth cask. Um, I think it's the so second the, run of those casks. Yeah, Donku is like it's like we're typically seeing like the, the Donku that you'd find in like the well, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, this is like more like a higher end elevated version. So they're exactly. stepping it up. They, they recently hired a new oh, Mr. Blender, so recently meaning five, five years, years ago. ago. That's pretty recent. <laughs> <laughs> in, but, the world of, in the world of spirits, I think that's pretty recent. He, he used to be the Mr. Blender for Santa, Santa Teresa in Venezuela, mm-hmm. uh, did a little bit of uh, time working in Panama, and then came to Puerto Rico with this incredible knowledge and um, a, a will to make really cool stuff and the leadership and the at, at Serra Ace, which is Don Q, the company that owns it, is allowing him to do really interesting, innovative things. This is one of them. We got a sneak peek of what's coming out next that we're not allowed to talk about, but there's some cool things coming down down the line. It's, yeah, they, they really, it's a really old company, too. Like, and they're they doing really they're cool hard. things for the island. They're really um, making a huge effort to be uh, power neutral. Uh, they have... Um, their own aqueduct. They have their own aqueduct, and they're taking really care of the Really good water recycling, cleaning yeah. programs. Yeah. Um, they, the, the guys swore to us, because I thought, I mean, the... the the, the senile nihilist and he thought that like oh there's no way there's no caramel you went 50 in this the yeah. guy was adamant that no not even in Completely the natural. yeah it's all the barrels and it's a cool operation it's very small it's locally owned and, and and really employs a lot of people in what would otherwise be an abandoned industrial town in the south coast of Puerto Rico so I'm, I'm happy to support them I really and also they, they they did a lot of work to help people out during oh Maria absolutely and after they, uh, I know yeah for sure they sent some bartenders from there to, to New York City they did right? yes they did a lot of some of our staff got got free plane tickets and yeah. we're I mean, set up with jobs around here you, you worked with Yvonne and Mario yeah as a direct result of that at Coup yeah yeah um, that's and then they were also doing the uh, the spot in, in the uh, the old uh, the old bourgeois paid. Yeah, yeah, that uh, was that was part of coup. That was called. Uh, um, oh yeah, it, it was. But what was it called? And Carol Gardens, right? El Puente. El Puente. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it was cool. the bridge. So coup had its run at um, you know Aster uh, six months over there, and then we had a three month uh, gap in, in in anything going on at that space out in Carroll Gardens. So yeah. we, we grabbed these two dudes who were in town, and we helped them find a place to yeah. stay, and we put, basically just threw them the keys and said, "We'll do a coup." Right. 
Baku mini pop up over there and donate all the money back to Puerto Rico. Yep. Yeah, it was around that time that we were lucky enough to hire Penelope. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. It was um, a good opportunity. And these yeah. guys are also so they're 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 also kind of a, a forward thinking in, in some ways, and that they like to do some experimentation. So this what we're what we're drinking is their double aged rum. It's vermouth cask finished, and it's finished in uh, a Mancino mm-hmm. vermouth cask, um, which is unusual, right? Nobody really does that no, in Puerto Rico. No. So this is a we don't even Giancarlo. get that vermouth distributed there. Yeah. yeah. And buy it there. Salud. Salud. So it's uh, Giancarlo Mancino, um, who's been on the show with us before, uh, yep. some of his casks. And actually, at Amore Margo, I've got a cocktail on the menu that serves this rum with Mancino vermouth, uh, the Rieger Cafe Amaro, and Blackstrap bitters, and we serve that as a as a scafa, a room temperature cocktail. It's beautiful. Awesome. It's fucking delicious. So yeah, wow. yeah, it all comes back around. That's amazing. Yeah, it's this, it's this small world and even smaller industry. It's uh, incredible. Uh, well, it doesn't get smaller. You keep getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's <that's> cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's Damon. He's adorable. Um, well, it helps you be here in New York with Penelope. I mean, she's worked at so many spots. I'm meeting so many people right now. Yeah. She worked at Dead Rabbit, Pouring Ribbons. Blacktail. Leyenda. It's just Leyenda. like, oh my God, the world gets bigger just knowing Penelope. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You I got to give it to, uh, to all of my people that, uh, you know, like... For example, Pouring Ribbons was like my old stomping grounds. That's where also, I started. Also, congrats. They just had their six-year anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Last oh. week. Uh, on Thursday or Friday, right? Yeah. It was Friday. Yeah. Because Joaquin and I were just in Florida. Well, now we're in a different time zone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they recently had their anniversary yeah, exactly. just after Joaquin and I got back from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> we recorded. Nice. Yes. Save. Uh, but, uh, live, live from the future. <laughs> Speaking of good people, Joaquin, man. Yeah, huge mentor good, of good mine. People. Yeah. Good people, actually. It, it's been a while since I've seen him. The last time I saw him was before the storm. He was doing a Heaven Hills competition. He was judging a competition right. out there at the St. Regis. And he happened to, like, be around. And I was like, come to Penultima. Actually, I wasn't working there yet, but... Mm-hmm. You know, that was like my, I, I, my, I, I geeked out a little bit. Penultima like, <laughs> yeah. was already a place you like to go and hang out, so you'd always you would invite someone to come there. So that was my hangout spot on my breaks from Jungle Bird, the tiki bar down the street. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I was like, this is a real bar. This is the bar. <laughs> I, this is the bar I actually oh, want to work at. Jungle Bird's and a great bar too. It's a it's a great bar. <laughs> Jungle Bird, but bars, it's, yes. this is my home. Like I I finally found a home and this is a beautiful place for me to work at and I have the opportunity to like you know explore what I what I like to do and mm-hmm. I have the freedom to do it and you know obviously like I said before like Steven and I work really well together hand in hand we just understand each other so I just I'm just happy I'm just really happy <laughs> that's great that's okay. great that's yeah. a great testament to fucking cheers to that y'all oh, yeah, that's beautiful that, yeah. and honestly people like you know traveling around the states and you know whatever Puerto Rico is on the map right now but doesn't get so much credit and it's like it's it's owed a lot of credit there's some incredible people there doing incredible it's not just it's not just penalty money there's, there's, right. there's other cool cocktail bars opening up you know Jungle Bros she worked at is owned by some friends of ours also in La Factoria which people may have heard of, got the 50 <laughs> best list, you know. Um, no, and they're great too. They're great we, too. We, we, we just like, participated in their five yeah. year anniversary. Uh, we, yeah. we, we, they brought in a bunch of bars. They did two nights of a five year anniversary, which was yeah. really cool. They one for like one, the local, one for the local bars. They had five different local bars take over because Factory it's a complex of bars. There's literally right. five bars 
or six bars within where you can get through and pass through. And they're all different bars with different programs. It's a little maze. It's yeah. crazy. It's a great place. And we got to do a guest shift one night, and it was us. It was Santea, Jungle Bird, uh, Gallo Negro, and Cateria. But yeah. then the next day, they brought in bartenders from the world. They, there was uh, Trailer Happiness was there. The Clumsies. The Clumsies were there. Uh, Herbs and Rye. Spotty was down there. Limentor was supposed Limentor. to be there. But they got... Oh. United States, uh, yeah. man. They couldn't. They they got they got they held got, at the border. They, they got they yeah, couldn't. They, to, they, they weren't allowed to enter the country from Mexico. Shit. Shamefully, yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna ask. Um, so, what would your advice be for any like any of our listeners or like bartenders out there who like want to come and visit? Like, oh, I am just come. I am plane ticket and just come. Just come. Puerto Rico if is not know, far away. If anybody doesn't, if anybody doesn't know, Puerto Rico is part of the United States. That's you right. do not need a visa to travel there. You do not need yeah, to passport. speak Spanish. Everyone is bilingual down there. Yes. It accepts the U.S. dollar. It's about as easy as going as to Florida. Going to Florida. What the fuck have we All of our bartenders. It's, yeah. I'm Googling. Next time, you, next, time, next time you're thinking, oh, maybe right you're going to go to Orlando. Don't. Go to Puerto Rico. Go to Puerto Rico. Right. <laughs> It'll cost the same. And It'll cost be, the same. You're going to have a better time. And if you need any more help, just look us up, and we'll help you out. Of course. Yeah, Damon and I will come down and make some... Bitter gin drinks for you. That That'd be cool. great. That'd be bring great. Some, we'll bring some coconuts. And we'll you know, <laughs> bitter, bitter flavors are actually a big thing in the in the local palate. People grow up drinking like really sour toronja, grapefruit juice. Yeah. You know, passion fruit. We don't get a lot of amaros yet. We're still building the kind of. Uh, we're still trying to convince our distributors that yes, we do want this. Yes, we will sell it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Convince them that there's demand. Yeah, and there yeah. is. We'll get supply. But so anytime we do anything, you know, sour yeah. or bitter, people love it. I we, mean, we, well, we smuggle chartreuse. <laughs> yeah, don't say that in the air. <laughs> no, I would never do such a thing. I would, I would, I would <laughs> never <laughs> smuggle booze into Puerto Rico. I would never <laughs> no, do that. No, no. My suitcase comes back empty every trip. <laughs> so that's like a weird thing where, uh, like, in, in the, like the Caribbean, like, a lot of people don't like whenever you like whenever you picture it and like most people mm-hmm. do they they picture just like a bunch of like tropical fruits and fruity drinks and stuff like that but like isn't it like in Jamaica isn't it like Ray and Nephew and like Campari Ray and Ting Ray and Ting Ray and yeah, Ting but then there's like a Campari sure. Ray and Nephew yeah. soda thing yeah. and the Campari there is actually higher proof is like huge there like, Campari like, in Jamaica mm-hmm. is actually higher proof than here too so yeah, they're like Ray and Nephew and High Proof Campari. That's awesome, huh. man. It's like go time. We need to take some trips out of... Uh... Listen, man. I'm, I'm saving up for a boat. I know some great harbors. Stephen and I went on a boat trip together, actually. To yeah, the we, yeah, yeah, we, we have a passion for uh, boat riding, actually. So. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, no, uh, I'm not, it's no secret that my, my ultimate retirement plan is to live on a boat in the Caribbean. All right. Well, well dude, I'm, I'm on that same boat. Otis on, on his sailboat. When? Uh, well, we're Otis supposed to do November, but I think it's going to be early next year. Otis Stephen Florence? Yeah, man. I mm-hmm. talked to him last time. We should do that. Yes. We should do A couple of shows. Yeah. Dude, we can hit Puerto Rico, we can go to Martinique, so, we can go to Lake. We've been doing speakeasy on the road. We could do speakeasy All right, we're closing the speakeasy. La Penultima will be closed for a week. We're going to go with them to Martinique. Yes. Yes. Oh, we're doing that? I didn't know yeah, that Penultima was closing. Penultima is closing for a week sometime next year, and we're just going to Martinique with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Speaking of which, I did just make But. All right, hey. We'll do it in a canoe. It's a boat. you want to make it, could I commit, like, can, can I commission you? Can you can make it. You can make it for you. Yeah, yeah, it'll, be, it'll be in Puerto Rico waiting for you. All right. Fair enough. I'll just paddle it back to yeah. Puerto Rico. <laughs> you already got the canoe. What might be nice is some really well-styled out horse. 
Mm-hmm. Some handmade orbs. That sounds nice. That would be, be nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Done. And then you can keep one behind the bar. That's the manager. Instead, instead of the yeah. standard baseball uh, hat, you can have a handmade ore. Now, you, you, have you seen my uh, my Louisville Slugger bat bar? That's our manager over there. It's a, oh, the oh, yeah. 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 That's from Luke's company. Yeah, it's from Bull in China. Bull in China. Yeah. Anyway, well, we are definitely trailing off. How much uh, <laughs> alcohol is in this room? A <laughs> 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 uh, And can I have some more? We Absolutely. haven't finished the bottle. I mean, yeah, the bottle's. <laughs> It's still over well, half Yeah, I mean, it, technically it has uh, a wine product in it, and if you don't finish it, it goes bad. That's yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got to finish it right now. What time is it, like 1 o'clock yes, now? Yes, it's fenced now, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> we just have turned it. It has wine product. Yeah, this is, uh, this is almost a Negroni, basically. It's, it's delicious. <laughs> it's I think a bottle it's, of cocktail. It's really yeah. cool stuff. It's a rum Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, well, guys, let's, uh, let's cut towards the end of the show here and talk about things that are yeah. so that's how people can find you and get in touch with you. Uh, what's your Instagram? What's we, your our Instagram? handle on Facebook and Instagram is Bar Penultima. Oh, I guess always one Penultima, word. P-E-N-U-L-T-I-M-A. Penultima. You got an Instagram or anything like yep. that? Yep. Oh, bar, yes. Add Bar Penultima. Oh, all of it. All at Bar Penultima. Add Bar Penultima. Oh, that makes it easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you got personal ones you want to share or no? You can keep well, that to yourself if you want. I'm Hop Stems. <laughs> I'm Pepe LaFunk. I'm happy. Happy dot Christopher. Happy dot Christopher. Funny story. My sister's. My sister's made me my Instagram probably about eight years ago because I was just not getting it on the train early enough, so they picked my name for there me. There you go. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yes, might have been annoying. Man, I. I it's really cool. Like we we get to hang out like a few months ago or a couple months ago, whatever it was, uh, back in uh, in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Camp Runamuck. Camp Runamuck. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, I feel like that was a couple weeks ago. It was, a, it was something. Yeah. It, it was this year. At time of recording, <laughs> we've got a lot of, a lot of today. But, no, but it's like just kind of like fun, bounce around and like seeing you guys in different places, and definitely we'll be seeing you. We we need to go. You guys are coming Puerto out. We're going to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yes. We, sure. we can we can set up a bunch of interviews and make it a make heritage radio. Uh, yeah. We'll like redo uh, our Cleveland trip. Yeah, more Except Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> that could be cool. So much cool stuff from the yeah. Cleveland trip. The, the, the Cleveland of... I think there's actually a place in Puerto Rico called El Porco, right? Uh, it's like a, it's like a, a, a little they? food truck in Santurce. Oh, okay. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Porco, like the, the food though, right? Porco Lounge in Cleveland, Stefan Waz. We hey, we've got some of the best roasted pig in, in the world down there. So. Oh, man. Yeah. Speaking my language. There you so, go. As a former chef and former butcher... Ooh, oh man, we the perfect too? place for you. We got this place up in the hills. Cooking and eating pigs are kind of my, my the jam. They're open only two days a week, four hours a day for both of those days. They got, and it's the best best pig you'll ever have. Yeah. Yeah. Two days a week, four hours a day. It's an eight hour week. El guavate? In el guavate? No, no, this isn't I was buenas. Get a little buzzed. Um, <laughs> this rum is really fucking good. This it is, way, like, right? So, right? But it's also, it, it, it's drinking, like, it's got, like, some aromatics to it, like, from the vermouth, like, so it, it's just drinking, like, a, like, a rum Manhattan. Yeah, really yeah. man, like, there, there, this, there this is, is a the renaissance second. in the drink industry in Puerto Rico right now. It's not just commodity, fucking mass-produced, like, rum for export. They're doing some really cool, innovative things right now. Huh? It's not just this. There's other bottlings coming out that hopefully you're going to blow your mind to, and mine as well. I haven't tried it yet. Well, Don Q, rocking it out with Giancarlo Mancino. Um, yeah. Well, we'll we'll come down to uh, your bar and we'll do uh, an episode from there. We can plug in our equipment because sure. you have the generator. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll make sure well, the batteries don't go oh, dead. Yeah, before we walk away, though, 
how are things? Are things getting back to normal? Is it normalizing? Absolutely. It's normalizing. Yeah. So yeah. the electrical authority announced a month ago in uh, what, August that 100% of power is back to all, all homes. Probably a couple that are left out, but really like things are back to normal. Or something like that, where I'm, like the last person honestly, got their power. Honestly, back. what Puerto Rico needs is more tourism right now. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people are afraid to come down. A lot of people think yeah. that they're yeah. A lot of people they see that there's still a couple of hotels are closed. The I'm Hilton like, is still closed because they're rebuilding it from scratch, basically. There's things like that, but it doesn't mean that the island's not ready for visitors. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing the pop up at Leyenda. It's been a year since the hurricane. We're back in business, and like it's a beautiful place, and the people have just gotten even nicer and better. Yeah. And it's time for everybody and to come show up. Puerto and Rico, like, it's part of America. Yeah, underrepresented in a lot of ways. The hurricane was sure. not the Democrats' fault. And we nope. want every, we want everybody to come, but we really want the industry to come out and show us some love. Of course, too, of know? course. Like, like it's it's something you get like, us, you get us, you know, get everybody, right? Puerto exactly. Rico, like obviously, like you know, I'm not born Puerto Rico. I'm not. I'm not Puerto Rican parents, but I feel so attached and so in love with the island that I feel Puerto Rican like in my like you know in my in my in my heart and like I just every time like you know I see somebody like you know oh it's not that would work there or like oh it's not it's not worth it in Puerto Rico that's not going to work yes it will Puerto Rico is a fucking incredible place the people are amazing with incredible palates and open to all sorts of experiences and it's a really dynamic crazy beautiful amazing place and Really, you just gotta see it for yourself. Yeah. Words ain't gonna describe it. Well, let's do, let's mm-hmm. talk about that then. Everybody uh, listening, get, get yourself uh, some vacation time and head to Puerto Rico. It's easy to get to. It's inexpensive. It's beautiful, and they and they need you. So let's let's all go to Puerto Rico. Hell yeah! Let's do that. Cheers yeah. to that. Salud. 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 Uh, you want to take us out? Man? Yeah, yeah. Cheers so uh, the next uh, year of the Speakeasy will be. <laughs> It'll be recorded from Puerto Rico. Uh, <laughs> we'll find a poolside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll find a hammock. We'll find a hammock in a boat. You'll find a lot of hammocks. <laughs> the 15 minute pauses are just naps. It's okay. Yeah, it's normal. It's fine. It's chill. There's still a lot. Super chill. I'm used to it now. Totally you drink when you wake up, basically. Oh, uh, you don't have to. Uh, <laughs> what's changed? Yeah, we already do that. <laughs> anyway, that's it for the Speakeasy this week. Thanks so much for being on the show. It's lovely to have you here. You're awesome people, and it sounds like everything's yeah, a lot of good energy. Great, yeah, really great energy. Cool things coming up, and thanks thank for you, keeping man. the community together. That's that's like the most important. Hey, thing. Hey, thank you for having us. We're fans yeah. of the show. We yep. love your guys' projects, your bars. Yeah, thanks happy so to much. be yeah. here. Thank you. It's an honor. All right, well, thank we'll, you guys. Uh, next time we see you, hopefully, like it'll be in Puerto Rico. I hope so as well. All right, that's it for the Speakeasy this week. Check out Heritage Radio Network for many more programs like this one. Click on the beating heart to donate to the station to keep us drinking rum with our friends. And <laughs> until next week, salud. Salud. Don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's going to save your soul. The for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. 
And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.